Welcome to the Tigers Avenue Monday edition live show. Man, we're so excited for tonight's show. We got some awesome stuff to talk about. We got some bummer stuff to talk about. And then we have some more awesome stuff to talk about again. It's going to be a great show. We're super excited about tonight. Let's get right into it. Zach, big time news coming at you Sunday. Yes, sir. Jaden Daniels, Arizona State transfer, is now coming to the LSU Tigers. Zach, give me your initial thoughts on this, on this commitment. Um, but before we do that, I just have to say, round of applause to Zachary Lee. Zachary Lee made an incredible <laughs> edit. And Jaden Daniels, thank you, Bobby, for throwing that up. Look at that edit. Look at it. <laughs> Jaden Daniels announces his commitment with T.A. Edits. That's Mr. right. Zachary That's Lee. right. Uh, yeah, you are very funny. talented. I could never do that. The patience <laughs> that it probably took to be able to do that and crop that all on him was incredible. And the fact that he used it for his commitment to the LSU yes, Tigers yes. was Big awesome. Time. And – Look, <laughs> he announced it on Instagram and tagged us in it. And I I run our Instagram page and it was popping on Sunday. It was popping. Yes. I mean, we we uh, we just started it like two weeks ago. And we yeah. had like 31 followers on Sunday afternoon. We got like 87 followers now. Like <laughs> I mean, thank you, Jaden Daniels, for tagging us in it because it kind of popped. Ooh, 87 off. followers. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> but Zach, all props to you for that edit. That was an incredible edit. I mean, I was doing Sunday night Bible study and my phone wouldn't stop vibrating, man. I mean, we were popping off Sunday <laughs> evening. Incredible. Sunday night Bible I mean, study. I mean, yeah, man, Sunday night Bible study. I, I mean, I, uh, we was getting the Jaden Daniels tweets. And, yeah, and man. I, I mean, just stuff that was followers. super awesome, though. I mean, I mean, that was so cool for us as fans, right? I mean, this is yeah. something that we've – you know, dreamed of doing, uh, and for such a big transfer announcement to for him to use your edit like that, I'm not even going to take any credit cool. whatsoever because that's all you're doing. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get that clear. Everybody's listening. That's all Zach. That ain't none of Reagan's creativity because oh, ain't your goodness. creativity bone in my body. That's all Zach and his his techno stuff. All you see these like Tiger Avenues edits and our logo and all that. That's all Zach. So all credit to him and that. That was awesome. I mean, we were super thrilled that he used us. So thank you, Jaden, for for using our stuff and, and tagging us in that as well. For sure. So now, Zach, give me your thoughts on Jaden Daniels. 
Uh, how does this impact the Tigers? What does this mean for the quarterback room? Well, first off, I do want to say uh, and give credit to uh, AD because AD was actually the one that suggested I, I was going to do the edit, but AD was like, hey, you need to do the all whites. Like, he needs to be in the all whites. Yeah, and boy. I was like, I oh, for sure. I see. So, yeah, I got to give AD his props. You know, he, he said to go with the all whites. I told him I was doing an edit, and he said, go with the all whites for the, for the uniform. I did it, and yeah, really cool to have Jaden post it, and then actually DM us and, and 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 mention us, which was really really cool. So yeah, now as far as the commit goes, I think it's huge for LSU. Uh, I, I know there's there's a lot of fans that some are unhappy with it, uh, which confuses me because I think anytime you get uh, an extra quarterback in your quarterback room, it it's nothing but positive because right. QB obviously is the most important role on a football team it might be the most important role and just as an individual player in all of organized sports i mean the quarterback position is is massively important and to get a guy and not only just a body but to get a guy that is experienced he has a ton of game reps under his belt you know he's played in the power five like that's huge. Not only that, yeah. but at the time, he was also the number one quarterback in the portal. Of course, of course, you know there were guys like Jackson Dart and Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Like all those guys have been in the portal, but they've already committed somewhere. So all the quarterbacks that were available in the portal at the time, Jaden Daniels was the highest-rated quarterback per two four seven Sports. He's a four-star coming coming out of the portal, and LSU went and got him. Here's the reason I think that this is really important, Reagan. When you go and you break down the film of Jaden Daniels, and, and not just his film, but you break down Mike Denbrock's offense and you break down Brian Kelly's offenses, a lot of them have had QBs that were mobile. Right. QBs that were mobile. You've got that in – Garrett Nussmeyer, you've got that in Walker Howard. Miles Brennan, though, who was likely to be the starter, he did not have that ability. He does not have that ability. And so you bring in a very experienced quarterback that not only has an arm, but is very mobile. Go look at the highlights. Go on YouTube, wherever you want to find them. Go watch the highlights. Jaden Daniels can move. Now, maybe when he gets to LSU, they need to feed him some some Cajun food, you know, feed him some gumbo, feed him some beans and rice or something, whatever, because uh, he needs to he needs to Put gain some a meat on them bones. But either way, I'm very excited about Jaden coming. You know, we had been told and had been hearing that LSU was actively looking for another quarterback in the transfer portal, and it was confirmed. They went out, they got the best available quarterback in the portal at the time. And now Jaden Daniels is going to be a Tiger. I think this not only adds depth to a quarterback room, um, it adds probably – it definitely adds more talent because Jaden yeah. Daniels is very talented. I know a lot of people are going to go back and they're going to look at some of the stats and they're going to go, oh, gosh, the stats weren't gr- weren't great. We forget that his freshman year he had dudes all around him. Yeah. And then all those dudes were gone – in the next year, and you're having to deal with the COVID year. Now he's going to come to LSU, 
He's going to leave Arizona State, leave the Pac-12, and he's going to come to LSU where he's going to have Kayshawn Boutte. He's going to have Malik Neighbors. He's going to have Jack Bash. He's going to have Brian Thomas, uh, uh, Chris Hilton, Dre Jenkins. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. He's going to have John Emery, Noah Kane in the backfield. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're going to have Miles Frazier and and all these dudes dudes on the offensive line. Like, now he is is surrounded now by SEC talent, and it's only going to elevate his game. Now, what this also does for LSU is it creates a quarterback competition. This is going to be between Miles Brennan and Jaden Daniels, which I think is good. Here's why. Because I don't think you should ever just – I mean, unless you're just dead set. Miles Brennan deserves to earn this starting role. He deserved to be pushed by someone. And and now – Jaden Daniels is going to come in this quarterback room and he's going to push Miles Brennan yep. in competition. And sure. that excites me because, because between Miles Brennan and between Jaden Daniels, eventually they're going to have their starter and it's going to be the best version of those two guys because they're going to push each other. They're going to push each other yep. in spring and they're going to push each other in the fall. And you're going to have a better version. Whereas, you know, Miles Brennan, he comes back, he doesn't have anybody transfer in. And maybe he's thinking, you know, I got the job. I'm good. You know, he's he's standing on the bar at walk-ons and he's thrust in the air because he he knows he's got it right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now he's got to work. But now he's got something to worry about. He's got to worry about Jaden Daniels coming from Arizona State. Jaden Daniels absolutely adds major depth to a position that you probably had some 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 question marks at. I mean, Miles has not had that experience. Um, I mean, you you look at, at what Miles has done. He's pl- he started three games, guys. I mean, uh, and he's had bad. He's battled injuries, and um, I mean that's just the reality of it. You need guys to. You need a guy who maybe has some experience, and that guy's Jaden Daniel, who has experience. I'm not saying that Jaden Daniels is handed the starting position. I believe that there's going to be a competition, and and um, there's there's going to be a, a, a battle yep. in spring ball and in fall camp for that starting position, and I'm excited about it. But when you talked about Zach quarterback depth, quarterback depth is so important, and we learned that big time recently. Yeah, I mean there was a point in time when you had four quarterbacks, and we're like, well, you know, who's going to start? I mean. Man, we got we got yeah. Miles Brennan, we got Max Johnson, we got TJ Finley, we got this new guy coming yeah. in, freshman J- Garrett Nussmeyer. What are we going to do with all this? Lo and behold, TJ Finley transfers out, Miles Brennan breaks his arm, and you're sitting with one quarterback and a freshman. So, quarterback depth is important. Yep. I mean, this is a this is a big addition to the quarterback room. There's there's no doubt about it. And, and, and Jaden Daniels has power five experience. And he's going to bring some competition and some depth. I mean, and, and you kind of like yeah. the way this shapes up a little bit better than the TJ Finley, than the Miles Brennan, the Max Johnson, and the Garrett Nussmeyer, because you kind of felt like, okay, somebody's going to transfer out here. And you may have somebody transfer out after spring, but it felt like it was almost a guarantee with, with those four, uh, with TJ Finley, Max, Miles, and Garrett. With these guys – Jaden Daniels is staying, obviously. He just came in. Miles is staying, obviously. He's coming back. And yeah, I, I really don't think that 
that that Garrett, I mean, he could be the one question mark. Maybe he goes, maybe not. But he he may not. And then you you have this depth that's there. And then Walker Howard can redshirt and you can you can he can learn and, and go through a whole year and then he can be that dude a few years down the line. <clears throat> so I really, really like the addition of Jaden Daniels. And you you yeah. hit you hit the nail on the head. Mobility. Jaden Daniels not only brings experience, but he also brings that mobility. We have a slightly, very lightly seasoned, experienced quarterback. Three games worth, three starts worth, and not against the best competition in the and, SEC. And not either. against the best competition either, right? Yeah. I mean, it was Missouri, Vanderbilt, and State. Jaden Daniels brings that experience for like three years worth, and yeah. he's got that mobility. So, and look. Jaden Daniels was the thirty, the thirty fifth or 39th ranked player in the country when uh, when he came thirty fifth. Second ranked, he was the second ranked dual quarterback in the nation. This is a big time recruit that we're talking about here. I don't even know how Arizona State reeled a guy in like that. Holy cow! I mean, dude's a top fifty quarterback. He also like, has three years of eligibility, Reagan. If, if absolutely, if you didn't know that, he also has three years of eligibility, which is just crazy. Yeah. So I mean. You're you're not only adding depth, experience, mobility, competition, but he's got a few years in his pocket, right? So this is going to be a, an exciting thing to watch play out. And maybe Brian Kelly felt like we were an elite quarterback, or, or maybe not even an elite, just a, a quarterback who has experience, who can sling the ball and move away from 10-win season, right? I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like with Miles – you're you're sitting around eight nine. I feel like with Jaden Daniels sitting around nine ten. Yeah, and I mean, you got three years with him. So the next year, there's no telling what it could look like. Yeah. If you win ten to win, to win, you get ten wins this year with Jaden Daniels. Well, dude, what's next year going to look like? So I mean, yeah, I'm, it's exciting. I'm, I'm a little no, less no optimistic with the wins. You know, without Jaden Daniels, I was thinking yeah. seven eight. And, you know, with Daniels, now I'm more thinking, you know, eight, nine, possibly ten. So I'm, I'm close to, to yeah. being there with you. You know, another thing, Reagan, that we need to mention is, you know, what is the effect of bringing in Jaden Daniels to the other, other quarterbacks in the room? Obviously, Miles being in, it, it seems like before yeah. Jaden, he was the penciled-in starter. Not, not 100%, but seems like he was the penciled-in starter. And we're hearing that now that Jane Daniels is in the QB room, that Garrett Nussmeyer is very, very likely to mm-hmm. transfer. So then you go down to three scholarship quarterbacks, which isn't terrible if if Miles decides to say, you know, worst case scenario, Reagan, though, is you end up having to lose Garrett to transfer, Miles Brennan transfers before the fall in, in the spring, and then you're down to Jane Daniels and Garrett yeah. Nuss, or excuse me, Walker Howard. And then you're forced yeah. to have to play Walker Howard uh, as as the backup, and he's not able to redshirt, which is what him and his dad have made known that they would like for him to do this season. So you know that's worst right. case scenario. I, I hate to put like a damper on this fantastic, awesome news, but um, that's something to to just watch as we move forward with with this yeah. Jaden Daniels thing. Look, and and Danny Girls is making a point here. I'm not a fan of, of Daniel's stats, but I think Brennan's stats look better than he is 
So I don't think the stats tell the whole story either way. No doubt, uh, uh, Danny, there's there's no question the stats don't really tell the whole thing. That I will say that the 10 interceptions, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, it's kind of concerning. But he also rushed for six touchdowns as well, I believe, and over 1,000 yards. So you got to look at that aspect as well. Um, but but 10 interceptions is kind of concerning. There, there's no question. And, and you're playing Pac-12 defense, and now you got to face – you, you got to face SEC defense. So, I mean, look, everybody, uh, we can't overreact. I mean, that, that, as fans, we that's our tendency, right? The overreact. Oh, Jaden Daniels is a starter. I mean, I mean, he's a starter. Done deal. Look, there's a competition that's going to happen. And, and, and look, if Miles Brennan wins that competition, then he wins it. I, I mean, we may not think that right now. Like, we may think, oh, man, Jaden's got the mobility. He's got the arm. He's got the experience. Miles is coming back with something to prove, though. I mean, he's coming back for a reason. He's been loyal to LSU, and he has made it known that he wants to be at LSU. Maybe he's got something to prove, right? So don't count Miles Brennan out yet. I'm not no. saying that I, I like Miles Brennan over Jaden right now. I mean, honestly, I would rather – if I had to decide today who's going to be the starting quarterback, you made me decide I would pick Jaden Daniels. But yeah. you, 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 I agree. You've got to give Miles a shot, right? I mean, we, we, we LSU fans have also kind of been blinded by the loyalty of of, of, of Miles Brennan, and we want to say, yep. well, Miles Brennan is, my man, he's gonna be, he's gonna be incredible, man. Like he, he's gonna be so good, and, and we've seen three games out of him, and uh, we've seen these injuries, and he, he doesn't have as much experience, as much experience as people talk like he does, in reality, so. We, we can't let our emotions as fans, like, dictate the way we, we decide things just all on the whim of a moment. Like, yeah. like I mean, I mean when everybody was like, you know, you, you see the the announcement of Miles Brennan that he's coming back, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, QB1, QB1, he's coming back. He's so loyal. We love him. And, of course, we love him for that. Absolutely. The loyalty, I'm not questioning that by any means because it's, I mean, his loyalty has been, un, I mean, uncomparable. I mean, for real. He stayed. He's been loyal. He's going to have a shot. I, I don't think they're just counting Miles Brennan out by any means. Reagan, here's a question that I do not think has been asked, and maybe just an idea that hasn't been thought of with this situation. Does Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock consider a two-quarterback system where we might see a little bit of Miles Brennan in a game and then also – Jaden Daniels comes in is that a possibility do you think that's a possibility coming into next season do, do they give both guys a chance you know maybe they're they're not as confident in Jane Daniels learning the scheme and getting familiar with the offense as they are Miles Brennan but maybe they're more impressed with Jane Daniels talent over Miles Brennan you know specifically yeah you know because we we know Miles has a cannon we know he can, he's not mobile Jaden Daniels obviously wins in that ca category, but Miles has a cannon. Yes, he's injury yeah. prone. Yes, the stats are questionable, even though they look impressive. Yeah. But the dude can throw the ball. He can chunk yeah. it. So do you put him in in a situation where you need to throw the deep ball? Do you put yeah. Jaden in, in a situation where you need to run a wildcat? You know, is that a possibility, Reagan? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, you – I mean – I think in this situation, when you're rebuilding a team with 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 the transfer portal, I mean, there's a lot of things that are a possibility, and a two yeah. quarterback system in, in this situation could be likely. 
I mean, you look at Michigan, I really liked what – I mean, I guess you could consider that a two-quarterback system. Uh, Michigan, yeah. I, I really liked what they did with McNamara and McCarthy. Uh, or JJ – I think it's J.J. McCarthy. I think that's right. Um, but McNamara and McCarthy, they, they, they did this, you know, where McNamara was kind of the main guy and, and he could throw – and he was mobile, but he wasn't near as mobile as McCarthy. And McCarthy made things happen in some plays, and he can also throw it. So there was times yeah. when they would throw him in in like a wildcat thing, and they he's got an it. arm. So, yeah, like so the defense wouldn't know, all right, I mean, we don't know if the dude's going to take off or he's going to throw because he can do both. So there's there's absolutely yeah. situations where you could make that work. And it, has, it worked for Michigan this last year, and I honestly loved the way they utilized – McCarthy uh, off the bench like that because I mean it was impressive honestly so yeah it's a possibility for sure but and you know that that may be something where they they put Miles in for a passing situation and then you know defenses yeah. get confused when they bring in Jane Daniels because they expect the man to do you know some sort of wildcat some sort of running play and then you know yeah. as you mentioned the mission quarterback system you know the backup there and throw still and, and Jane Daniels could, could do that. He could come in and then throw the ball. Now I'm, this is all just, you know, possibility. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah. Hypothetical. This is, this is not something that I'm saying is going to happen. Um, yeah. But it's something interesting to think about. And, you know, is it something that they consider so that they hold on to mile, a miles Brennan and, and, and prevent him from going to the transfer portal? And I'm not saying they would do that just to, you know, save their own tail and, and not allow Miles Brennan to do what's better for him. You know, but yeah. obviously that would be discussed with Miles Brennan. All those, you know, all those things. There would be proper protocol and 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 with Miles Brennan on that. So, you know, it's just something to consider. I think it, it ha- that it hasn't really been talked about. Absolutely, there, there's no doubt. But look, regardless of, of all that, the competition is definitely a good thing. Uh, for the quarterback room, the depth is a good thing for the quarterback room. And he is a talented quarterback. No question. He's talented. So this is a positive any way you spin it to me. Any way you spin it to me, this is a positive thing. Depth, experience, mobility, competition, all of that is, is, is positivity. So let's move from the from the first point here, Jaden Daniels, and let's get on to the – Baseball team. Got some stuff to talk about, for sure. The baseball team goes to Houston for the Shriners Hospital Classic, and they win the first game uh, against Oklahoma. We talked about that Friday night. I mean, just a a huge walk-off, drop-the-bat home run, absolute nuke from Jordan Thompson. And, man, you felt like you were riding high after Friday night because um, because of – I mean, what happened? And you felt like maybe this can can stretch into tomorrow when we're against Texas, and it just didn't happen. I'll say this. I was okay with the Texas game. I'm okay with the Texas game. Ty Floyd, I mean, a lot of people are going to say he wasn't the best, and he wasn't the best. I'll say that. But I feel like Ty Floyd pitched a better game than maybe a lot of people think. Uh, I mean, he really had the one bad inning. He only got you four innings because he pitched a lot of pitches. Uh, he had to work a lot of counts. Other than the one inning, it really wasn't that terrible. I mean, it was – with the lineup that we have, 
we should be producing to help our pitchers out in, in, against teams like Texas and, and against situa- in situations where the the other team is going to score runs, like a team like Texas. Six to one loss, number one team in the country. You know, shake it off, go to tomorrow, and and let, like let's let's capitalize on this Baylor game. The Baylor game is is the one that gets me. The Baylor game is is really what gets me. The errors, oh my goodness, the errors. I don't know what we got to do, man, to to fix the fielding, but whew, it's tough right now. It really is. It is tough. You came into the Baylor game, into the Baylor game, 245 in the country in fielding. 245. And then you committed four or five, maybe, four or five more errors. I can't remember exactly. In the Baylor game. And you came into that game 245. I mean, man, that was a really, really tough game to watch fielding. I mean, absolutely brutal. We, we've got to figure out third base. I mean, we've got to figure that out. we got to figure out right field. And, man, we got to practice turning double plays. I mean, they've got to work on it. I, I don't, I, I'm not a coach. I am not a coach. So, so by no means am I going to sit here and make suggestions uh, because I would be – I would be – atrocious when it came to fielding. So by no means am I trying to to trash these guys. But Jay Johnson is here and understands the expectations that LSU fans have. And right now that fielding is not living up to that expectation. I could be wrong, but these are not inexperienced freshmen making these errors. I will be Merrifield had not played on this level of, of college baseball yet. I mean, he was at LSU Eunice, uh, and, I mean, the dude was Defensive Player of the Year, National Defensive Player of the Year at LSU Eunice, but he's not a freshman. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. Right field, I, I don't know if I like Barry in in right field. I, I don't like it. It was kind of a liability at times. I would think I would rather see Geo out there, um, maybe throw Joe Bear out there and see how he can do you have got to solidify your defense, and your best option is Geo. So I think we're going to see a lot more of Geo in right field moving forward, and we're probably going to see Barry at third. Barry did make a few solid plays over at third base, so we'll see how that plays out because I fully expect to see uh, Geo with his speed out there in right field, maybe center field. Um, we'll see. I want to see Geo in the outfield uh, so that can – that maybe is not as much a question mark, and then see what Barry can do at third. I mean, Barry was the number one ranked player in, in, in Division One, according to D1 Baseball, at third base, letting play third base. Jay Johnson coached him at third base at Arizona, uh, so he should be able to know, you know, how how he feels out over there at third base. So we'll see how this is going to be changed up. How this is going to he's going to move this around. We'll see. You can tell by his demeanor, Barry doesn't want to play right field. Geo also needs to be in the lineup. He had two fly balls for about for about a foot and a half before the wall. Yeah, I, I agree, Cody. Um, there was one ball that Geo hit that 
I thought was absolutely going off the wall. And if you aren't an Astro in, in Minute Maid Park, it's either going out at LSU or it's bouncing off the wall for a double. And knowing Geo's speed, he may be pushing that that double to a triple uh, if it comes off the wall. I mean, I absolutely agree. Geo needs to be in the lineup right now for defensive purposes, and his bat really hasn't been lacking that much. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what suggestions to make about the double play turning, other than it, it does need to improve. I mean, I mean, there were times when we could have gotten out of situations and we could have not allowed runs because of certain things. And that was the, I mean, that was the big thing is is you shot yourself in the foot a lot of times. There was a lot of runs that were caused, un, unearned runs because of errors that that ha- occurred. It, the defense so far. Uh, has been really a struggle, and I, I just we'll see how Jay Johnson handles it. I trust Jay Johnson. I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but he said he was hoping that Monday would be a day off that they would capitalize on the Baylor game, and 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 he called it a missed opportunity. The Baylor game is what he called it, a missed opportunity, and so he said he wanted to have Monday off. They didn't have Monday off, and I like that mentality. Um, but look, guys. I mean, we're we're like third weekend in to the season. You, you still got a few more. I think two two series left before uh, conference play. Maybe one more. I know we got Bethune Cookman this weekend, but it's it's early, guys. It, it really is. So let's not panic too much, and let's not overreact too much at this uh, because it's a long season. There's a lot of games to play, and Jay Johnson's a great coach, man. Uh, he had Arizona in the College World Series twice. LSU has talent on this roster, and this this lineup should be able to produce. Cody, I was saying the other night that if LSU and Texas play in a college stadium, then Texas probably gets their first loss that night. Four fly balls die at the warning track, and Ty is one arrow away from a W. You are correct. If he eats that ball that 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 rolled down the third base line. You had two outs, man. If you eat that and you can get the next guy out, you get out of that jam, no runs. But you threw the ball, the ball went wild, scored a run, next batter comes up and hits a home run. So that's the reality of it. But that has to do with fielding again. You gotta you gotta improve on defense. I will say the offense felt like it lacked sometimes too. You didn't do enough against Texas. There were opportunities to capitalize. You didn't do enough against Baylor. There were opportunities, and we did not capitalize. I mean, there were big chances to to blow these games open or, or make a push or, or bring it back close, and it just didn't happen. Zach, give me your thoughts on on the final two games of this series. You know, obviously the big the biggest problem, in my opinion, and I'll get to the hitting, Reagan, but the, the biggest problem, in my opinion, has to be the fielding. I'm sure you mentioned that. Jordan Thompson, I, I never want to pick off player, but Jordan Thompson is just really struggling right now. He leads the country as at shortstop in errors. And, you know, that's really tough to see, and you just you just can't have that when, when you're going to be playing yeah. big-time SEC ball. Uh, AD put it in there. I, he said it was a very good measuring stick series. I have to agree. I think this was a reality check for LSU fans and and maybe even the LSU baseball players and coaches themselves. LSU was riding high on 
on, on all the offense and, and just the way they were dominating opponents, you know, and, and then you get a reality check. And I only think that's good for this LSU baseball team um, because they're going to have to go through a brutal SEC schedule. Um, and I think they needed a reality check to refocus them on what they need to work on. So fielding 100% needs to be work on. Correct me if I'm wrong, Reagan, but I'm pretty sure they committed 10 errors on the weekend in the three games that they played. I know they committed five yeah, against uh, Baylor. I'm pretty sure it was two against Texas and then three in the Oklahoma game. So, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to clean that up. You've got to clean that up. And I think I heard you talking about this a little bit, Reagan. You know, what do you do? Because – you need offense to counteract those defensive errors. But then if you say, okay, well, we're going to put in Collier Cranford in a shortstop and we're going to put in Geo over and right. And we're going to put in whoever, so-and-so in, in, in an X position and to try and be better defensively and clean up the errors. Well, then you're worried about the offense because this team no. is elite offensively. Did they, did they have some struggles this weekend offensively? Yes. But this team, when they're running at full capacity, they can hit the ball. One of the things, though, I had a lot of problems with with this team hitting-wise this weekend is I saw a lot of times where guys just stared at balls go right by them and and watched strikes go across the plate. Against Baylor, the last last game. Go go to the last game, the last two batters. They both get struck out looking. Stevenson gets gets struck out looking on the last three. He he gets ahead in the count. It's a 3-0 count, and then he stares at the next three strikes, go right down the middle. When you get to 3-1, when you get to 3-2, you have to protect the plate. And they did not do a good job of protecting the plate. Yes, they can hit the ball. They can hit the ball. I don't think hitting is the problem. I think protecting the plate is the problem. You don't have to get a hit whenever you know a strike's coming. You just have to protect the plate and, yeah. and make sure you're alive. And that was very frustrating to see because it, it, it felt like – I, I, I hate to say this. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong to say this, but it really felt like pulmonary stuff Like because a lot of LSU baseball players did that whenever pulmonary was the head coach. They, they, they would stare strikes and just watch them go by, and it, it frustrated the dog out of me. I don't think that continues to be a problem under the Jay Johnson era. Yeah. Uh, as him with him as your coach, yeah. And how off- offensive it is, and, and how analytical he is with how how a player approaches the plate. You know, I, I think he's going to clean some of that up, and, and maybe some of that is just the players. That that may not. That's probably not even Jay Johnson's, you know, scheme or approach the plate for his players. And I agree with Cody. Uh, if you're three one, if you're three one, you need to be aggressive. Yeah, man, g- give your players the green light. Give your players the green light to swing away. You've got the the batters. You know, another thing that's been talked about is is replacing a righty with a lefty. You know, I'm all for that. Um, I, you know, if, if if it makes sense to to bring in a lefty against a right-handed pitcher, because you know, just from analytics, that he it's likely that that lefty is going to hit on that right righty more than a righty on a righty. Then then I'm all for it. I can get behind it. I, I'm never going to question question that. Because you you know they might substitute in a lefty on a righty pitcher when you have a righty coming up in the lineup that's that's overall a better hitter has a better on base percentage. Um, yep. You know I'm not going to argue that if if it makes sense you know and, and if it, and if it 
goes with the analytics. So, you know, a lot, some of that's been talked about. I, I just, I just honestly have to say, I, I agree with going that and I understand doing that. If that was the case, I know this weekend was a downer for LSU baseball outside of Friday, but I still think that this team is very talented. I still think this team no doubt. is very likely a, a, a top eight national seed. And I think that it's games like this, these and it's it's weekend series like these that are only going to mold them into the team that they eventually will be at the end of the season. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think uh, Cody made the point about the the major league park. There was a lot of balls that were hit, man. If you're in a if you're in a college park, LSU price does score a lot of runs. I mean, there's there was a few hits out to the gap where, and, and even even. Dylan Cruz got to a ball one time that I was like, dude, if that was in a college park, we'd have been tr- we'd have been in trouble with that ball. But there's more that 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 you know that random spot where that box sits and then it jags, you know, kind of back further. You know, that spot in there is is not in any college baseball park that I can think of off the top of my head. There there may be one that kind of similar to that, but not like that one. And, and and LSU hit it out there a lot. Geo hit it out there, and so I think there there was there was one hit that 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 Trey hit uh, that that went to the warning track. If you're at LSU, it goes out. Like, I mean, there there was a lot of things that I mean the the field the the stadium played a factor into. Um, so you got to you got to take that into consideration as well. Uh, don't don't overreact by this. This will this will help them point out flaws. Obviously, the series pointed out some flaws that they had. And, and Johnson is a young coach, a determined coach, and he's going to attack those those, those those spots. This weekend, we, you did see some bullpen action. One of the bright spots out of the bullpen was Dutton. Samuel Dutton looked really good out of the bullpen. I really liked what I saw out of Samuel Dutton. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, he, he came out and he, he pitched really well. He really did. I liked what I saw out of him. So that's that's yeah. another thing we need to keep watching is how this bullpen shapes up. If Hilliard isn't a weekend starter anymore, you need to see what Eric Reisman can do on Sundays. Besides Blake, he was one of only a couple that really impressed me a lot, a future Friday night starter. Yeah, I, I mean, Reisman's been doing some good stuff as well. I I, I like what, I, what I've seen out of him. I think that, honestly, I really wish he would have – left Mikhail in this weekend. I don't know why you choose this weekend to change it. A weekend against yep. Bethune Cookman coming up may have been a better weekend to do that. But again, he's the coach, not us. All right. Let's get right into it. We've talked about the baseball. We've talked about Jaden Daniels. Let's cap it off with the Tigers on the hardwood. Boy, oh boy, what a game for senior day. What a way for Darius Days Thank goodness. to make his exit from the PMAC. An excellent game from Darius Days. Yes, sir. What a battle to go to overtime and to get this major win to cap off the regular season. It just feels like this game can be a catapult into the postseason play that can be really – a, a trampoline for this team to to explode into the SEC tournament and and make an impact and a run 
in the NCAA. Zach, give me your thoughts on the game, the big one against Bam on Saturday. Well, it definitely was exciting, that's for sure. Back and forth pretty much the entire second half. It it was very it was frustrating at times because LSU it, it felt like they were always behind and then they would catch up and tie the game and then they'd get behind and then catch yeah. up and tie the game and then they'd get behind and they catch up and tie the game they get behind and catch up. I mean that was the entire second half just about until you got to under four and then after the under four you know they finally break through and 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 they're able to pull ahead. Of course, Tari just dominated this game, but Darius Days was definitely the star of yes, the day. I mean, he went off for his senior day. Awesome, awesome. Congrats to him. We also potentially might be having him on the show soon, potentially. Uh, talked with him over Instagram, congratulated him on on a great season and, and a great game against Bama, and, and he's talked about joining the show and, and said he would love to join the show. So hopefully we'll be having Darius Days on soon. That will be Awesome to get to have him on the show. But, man, it was back and forth. It was back and forth. You know, you definitely could have won it in regulation, but you you go to overtime, you get the win, and Tari had the massive play where he gets the block and then he takes it down the other end and he's able to, you know, lay it in. And and LSU is able to get some separation there and able to pull it off. And against a team that Will Wade has really struggled against, that LSU – yeah. Will Wade teams have really yeah. struggled against. They have not been able to beat Bama, it seems like, hardly at all. And, you know, of course, LSU fans, are our hate for Bama is massive. And so to mm, do that and deep. to be able to, to win and secure the five seed, you're going to get first day bye in the SEC tournament. You, you, you were able to win a five-team tie for, <laughs> for fifth place yep. in the SEC. <laughs> LSU gets the five seed thanks to the Mississippi State and Texas A&M game outcome. Just really exciting way to end the regular season for the Tigers, especially with with how rough it was down the stretch and near the end of the regular season. Just really, really tough for the Tigers. And and hopefully this is a really big momentum builder. You know, it's March, and, and games are always crazy in March. And for sure, that LSU-Bama game was wild and crazy. And so hopefully this is a big momentum builder for this team uh, moving forward into the postseason, moving forward to the SEC tournament, moving forward to uh, the NCAA tournament. You know what? I, I think Reagan, what this team, what this also did for the Tigers is it secured them a seven or six seed, potentially depending on how they do in the SEC tournament, a yeah. five seed. Yeah. If you lose this game and then you're one and done in the SEC tournament, you're probably looking at an eight seed and you're having to play the eight and nine game, which you don't want to do. I think LSU with the win against Bama at least locked up a seven seed. And now you go into the SC tournament postseason to see if they can do any better. Yeah. I mean, what a fun game, man. Oh, my goodness. It was stress. It was nail biting. And the Tigers pulled it off for Darius Days. Hey, man, hats off to Darius Days. He is a unique player in today's college basketball. There will not be many more players to do what Darius Days did at LSU to stay for four full years and play for the Tigers without transferring, without going anywhere. He is a unique player, and that is going to be a rare thing. 
Shout out to Darius Days to cap off an incredible career at LSU. We love Darius Days. He will forever be a Tiger. He will always bleed purple and gold. And we wish all the best to Darius Days as he moves on from the season. Hopefully he can, man, make a run here at the end for his final stretch as a Tiger. Um, and what a game from him, man. 24 points, seven boards. You got to love it from him. I mean, he he was good from three. He was three for seven, eight for 15 from the field. Had a great day shooting. I'm I, I mean, you couldn't have had a you couldn't have asked for a better senior day, right? Just really proud and, and happy for him. One of the things that I took away from this game is is we we didn't want to criticize X too much, but he had been shooting a lot lately, and we wanted him to go back to facilitate more. Well, he got you eight points this game and eight assists, and his shooting was four for ten, so he shot forty percent this game. So he kind of dialed it back. He started dishing the ball some more, and so I liked it. Uh, I liked what I saw out of X again. I mean, we need to get back to what we were doing uh, with him moving the ball, and and, and you saw that this game. Uh, it, it wasn't the best, I will say, from from X, but he will definitely build on that and hopefully can continue to build on that. Man, Brandon Murray had a great game too, 17 points. He shot 50% from the field, 7 of 14. He had a great game, and boy, oh boy, Tari Eason continues yeah, to be Tari. He was Eason. high the first half. Tari Eason is, is uh, well, he, he ain't gonna be a Tiger next year. I tell you that. If Tari Eason is a Tiger next year, holy cow, you better look out. I don't foresee Tari Eason playing in the purple and gold next year. But he could go very high. Uh, if Tari Eason is and, in an LSU uniform next year, SEC put us in the final the year, four. Bro. Just just go ahead and put us there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Look, I mean, holy smokes! You, you, he is a he is a dude, and that play late in the game, that block, that that, and then and then he got his got it himself and took it down and got the bucket. Clutch, 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 clutch. He hit free throws late uh, in the game as well, and and kind of sealed the deal. Love what you see out of Tari Eason right now. Really do. Um, another thing that it seems to be improved on is the free throws. The last two games, we have been good from the free throw line. We were 20 of 22 this game. And last game, we only missed one. So I am I, I'm pleased with, with, with what we've seen these last two games. I know we lost the Arkansas game, but – I mean, there's there's clearly been improvements made, it feels like, since the South Carolina loss, a, a, a game that you feel like you should not have lost. You shouldn't have – not feel like you should not have lost that game. And it feels like there's been some strides made. And it feels like our defense is kind of getting back to what it looked like before. We're, we're causing, you know, turnovers. We're, we're um, really on, uh, on top of it. And the last two games are kind of anomalies, too, with these – Two teams, uh, I mean, of course, against Arkansas, there was 42 fouls called. So, of course, that elevated their score. And, then of course, with Alabama, it's like all they do is shoot threes. I mean, they shot 43s against us on Saturday. 40. And they were 11 for 40. Crazy. From the three line. I can, I can deal with that. I can go with 11 for 40 
from the three. I think I, I think in the second half you can count on one hand the the amount of two point shots that they took. That's all they do, man. I mean, Nate Oates, if that's his philosophy, boy, they live by it. I mean, because that's about all they do is is shoot threes and then get offensive rebounds and get putbacks and like that's their offense. Period. And that's yeah. it. like there's there's no post. There's like no mid-range, nothing. It's threes and, and and getting an offensive rebound and putting it back up. I mean, they live by that. I mean, if they're not shooting good for three, Alabama ain't winning hardly any games because 40 threes in one game is – that's a lot of threes. I mean, compared to LSU's 20, they doubled LSU's <laughs> three-point shots. And uh, LSU shot made less threes, but had a better percentage from the three line. Uh, so I can put up with 11 for 40 all day long. And boy, does it feel good to beat Alabama because you'd lost five straight to Alabama. Five straight. And I can't stand the Alabama Crimson Tide. So boy, it felt good to beat them on Saturday. Throw up that it comment did. there from Cody. It sure did. If Brandon can fine tune his skills, this summer and be more consistent. He has the skill set to be NCAA player of the year. Look, yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far as say NCAA player of the year. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out, but Brandon potentially Murray SEC, potentially SEC. I mean, in the future player of the year type guy, he, he, he really is a dude. I mean, for Brandon to play the way he has this year as a true freshman, yeah, I mean, Brandon's really talented. That That is a guy who, who's going to contribute a lot uh, the next few years at LSU, and I'm excited to see what his career can be at LSU because he has a high ceiling. I mean, if this is his freshman year, shoot. You, he's gotten an SEC season under his belt now. Under his belt now, I mean, one more off, full offseason with Will Wade and, and, and implementing the system. He's gotten used to college ball. That dude can be really, really impressive next year. I'm excited about him, no doubt. I want to point something out. Will Wade went on the Jordy, you know, goes on the Jordy Collada show a lot. He made a great point today. We have felt very disappointed in what this basketball team has done. We understand that there's an expectations and there's expectations need to be met. And we know that this team could have done better than what they did. But the SEC preseason had LSU finishing sixth. And Will Wade wanted to point it out that that they had us going sixth in the SEC with Adam Miller. With Adam Miller. And this team finished fifth in the SEC without Adam Miller. And he said point blank, that when we That's found out point. that Adam Miller had tore his ACL, he said you would have walked into the locker room the first day they found that out, and you could have not convinced a single one of them that they were going to win 20 games and make the NCAA tournament. He said that it was devastating when they lost Adam Miller, that that it was like, oh, my gosh, are we even going to win 20 games? And they went out and won 21 games and finished fifth in the SEC without Adam Miller. So, although we know that this team, considering what they are now, 
could have done better. The expectations for this team was sixth with Adam Miller, and they excelled those expectations for the preseason without Adam Miller. So give credit where credit is due. They exceeded those preseason expectations. Now, we'll see what it looks like next year when we have Adam Miller and he kind of puts some more pieces in place because it sounds like uh, he, he, he's going to probably go find another shooter. Uh, I mean, he made it clear in one post-game press conference that he felt like he overreacted a little bit with, with the big man and he needs another shooter this year. And he said, you know, we, we made the point that he said, I know the offensive formula. Now I figured out the defensive formula, and he wants to put those together. So I'm excited to see what this team can be next year now that Will Wade feels like he's figured out both sides of the ball. So when it comes to seeding, I think that the fifth seed was a huge deal. I mean, winning that game and getting the fifth seed was a big deal. We were lined up to play the uh, – uh, I think it's the 7-8 game or something like that, or the 9-8 game. And then you got to go play Auburn the next game, even if, even if you win the first game. Now you get to play a, a game where there's a play-in played before you. You get to play the winner of Ole Miss, Missouri, and then you get to go play the four seed if you win, obviously. You get to go play the four seed, Arkansas. And you just went to Arkansas. In Bud mm-hmm. Walton, Bud Walton, in front of a packed st- arena, and Dern near knocked him off. Should have knocked. Should have beat him if the refs make uh, the right calls. <laughs> we won't go over that. I won't get into it. I went into it last time, but we know how that game went. So, if LSU can take care of business on Thursday against whoever they play, whether it be Ole Miss or Missouri, it's going to be revenge season. Come next day. We're coming for them piggies. I'd love to get some revenge on Ole Miss. I love – yeah. We, and that's a game you shouldn't have. That's one of your worst losses on the season, right? A quad three loss. Probably your worst loss of the season at home against Ole Miss. Yeah, you would like to be like, hey, that was just a fluke. We just took care of business, right? You'd love to do that and then go beat Arkansas. <laughs> and that would be awesome. I mean, I mean if, if you tell – you tell me we we beat Ole Miss and then beat Arkansas and then go and lose to Auburn. So you win two games in the SEC tournament, get to the semifinals, lose to Auburn. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. This game was huge. This was a big win. And, uh, I mean, this is a big deal that LSU won this game because it really helps them out now in the SEC tournament seeding-wise. Hey, we appreciate all y'all listening. Let's close it out with some advertisements from our sponsor, and then we'll wrap it up when we get back. Go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, click off, hit the subscribe button, and come right back for the wrapping up of this show. Don't forget to go check out Five Star Hero your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. All of his music is on all the major platforms, including they ain't ready for that LSU. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and Twitter at One Nation Doty. Go check his Facebook out for all 
of his merchandise, LSU and Saints merchandise. He's got some awesome stuff on there. Five-star hero. Also, Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. We appreciate Sarah Klein-Stevens law firm supporting the Tigers Avenue. They like to specialize in the needs of the elderly in their community to ensure that their wishes are carried out and that their dignity is maintained. Here for you, here for your family, Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Guys, we want to encourage you to go and check out our website at tigersavenue.podbean.com. You can find the playlist to our YouTube as well as all of our latest episodes on the front page. If you go to the pages link, you can find Five Star Heroes merch and all of his beats that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. If you go to our sponsors, you can see all of the sponsors that support Tigers Avenue and check out all of their info. If you check out the Tiger Times page, you can go and see all of our games that we've attended at Alex Box Stadium, Tiger Stadium, and the PMAC through the years. And if you click on the support page, you can go and find the QR codes for our Cash App and our PayPal to support Tigers Avenue. Again, all of this you can find at tigersavenue.podbean.com. All right. We really appreciate y'all's continued support and listening. We love to see all y'all's comments throughout our episode. We appreciate y'all interacting. We'll catch you next time on Friday night in the Tigers Avenue. Take us out. Five star. Peace. Who that, who that, five star? Who that, who that, five star? And the L-